Wellness Wednesday is a presentation of Sunrise Broadcasting, LLC. Reproduction, rebroadcast, or any use of Wellness Wednesday without the prior express written consent of Sunrise Broadcasting, LLC is strictly prohibited. Program content, information, and opinions expressed are those of our guests and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of WAVL and Sunrise Broadcasting, LLC. All information presented here is not meant to substitute or replace information from healthcare professionals. Please consult your healthcare provider before using any products or services mentioned on this program. And now, here's the host of Waves Wellness Wednesday, Cindy O. Good morning and happy Wednesday. This is Cindy O, and I am coming to you from the Ho-Chunk Gaming Wittenberg Studios. And today, our special guest on Wellness Wednesday is Michelle Gleason. Michelle is a licensed clinical social worker. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning, Cindy. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited that you are here today. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Introduce yourself to everyone, and then we're going to get in some questions. Sure. So like you said, I'm Michelle Gleason. I'm a licensed clinical social worker. I have two boys. They're 10 and 12, and I'm originally from Wassa, and I work at the Center for Wellbeing. Very nice. And we're going to get right into our big, highly thought out questions. I would like you to tell everybody, Michelle, what does wellness mean to you? So wellness means to me really having a healthy connection with your thoughts and your feelings. Obviously, that's why I'm a therapist. So there's much more to wellness. I mean, that's pretty broad, right? But specifically for today, what I'm going to focus on is mental health and how to have a healthy connection to your thoughts and your feelings. Fantastic. And what do you do for your own wellness? For my own wellness, what's really important to me is physical activity. So exercise is important. And mindfulness, which we can talk more about too in relation to therapy. But mindfulness really is having a healthy connection to your thoughts and your feelings. And you can do that throughout the day. So I practice it every day. It helps me quite a bit. And then also music is a big part. I just love listening to music. So for me, I need music every day to feel good. Well, good thing you're in a radio station then, yeah. right? Because that's a perfect place. And perfect. that is very true. Like I feel that way too. Music, there's always a song related to an event, seems like. So that's fun. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, tell us a little bit about, so you're, you're a licensed clinical social worker and you practice right here in town or tell us a little bit about the Center for Wellbeing. Yeah. So I've been practicing for about eight years. I've been in the mental health field for 21. So I have a lot of experience in the mental health field, but specifically being a therapist for eight. And the Center for Wellbeing has several locations around the area. There's actually one in Merrill and there's one in Wassa and also one in Weston. So I'm located right in Wassa, kind of downtown Wassa, and have been there for about eight years now. Okay. What are some of the other things? And we're going to get into more what you do, but tell us a little bit about the center and what they all offer. Sure. Yeah, the Center for Wellbeing has about 40 practitioners. So for therapy, there's many different modalities and therapists that specialize in different age groups, different illnesses. So at the center, we have a wide variety of practitioners that see lots of different types of people. We have some that see children, some that see adults. For me personally, right now I'm only seeing adults and I can treat mental health and substance use. Oh, okay. Very good. And unfortunately, that is an area we need much help in. So thank you for doing that and being that. You are correct. Yes. And not all therapists have substance use in their scope of practice, but I have found it pretty rewarding. Nice. Where could somebody get a hold? Where is the center located in Wassa? The Center for Wellbeing in Wassa is located on McClellan Street. And it used to be the old Wright House. Some people know it as it was a restaurant prior to that. It's a big blue house on 6th and McClellan. Okay, yes. I've been past that a time or two. 
I was never in it for the restaurant, so go in there and check out the center. Very nice. All right, we're, this is a good time. We're going to take a little break and take care of some business here and hear from our wonderful sponsor. And then we will be back with Michelle, and she'll talk a little bit more about how she helps others with their wellness and, and get into some mental health practices that will do us all some good. We'll be right back. Okay, welcome back to Wellness Wednesday. Thanks for hanging out with us for a couple more minutes. And our special guest today, Michelle Gleason, who is a licensed clinical social worker. So we were talking a little bit about the Center for Wellbeing, and Michelle had told us a little bit about what she likes to do with music and mindfulness. So let's dig into that a little bit more. So when somebody comes to see you, walk us through, how does it work? Where do we start? Yeah, so typically for therapy, the first thing that needs to be done is an assessment. So it really is interviewing the person, hopefully in a more casual way. I mean, you know, it's about engaging a person when you first meet them, but you're assessing for what struggles they have. You know, maybe there is a diagnosis that they're dealing with. So, but the first meeting is an assessment. So lots of questions about their history and their family and current stressors to kind of figure out what are we going to work on together? So it's really a collaboration. So that second meeting with the client, I develop a treatment plan. And the treatment plan is really guided by me, but directed by the client. And we come up with goals together. So what do they want to work on? Typically, it's, you know, what stressors are happening in their life that we want to focus on developing some skills to better manage their life and hopefully make some improvements. Is there a, I know everybody is different, so I don't want to like lump everybody in, but is there something in our area that is more common than not? Is there an area that people need the most help in? Great question. I would say today it's really depression and anxiety. We are seeing a lot and anxiety probably being number one. You know, youth are struggling much more with anxiety these days and social media plays into that. Pressures of school play into that. Lots of different things, but uh, definitely an increase in anxiety in the last few years. I think I would agree with that too. And especially doing this now, as I've been interviewing people and hearing about the different levels and the different things that people do, there's a very common thread and people are just kind of at the end of the rope. Like, where do you start? And that mm. was an inspiration for this. So someone like you and with what you do, I like that because, and you explain this a little bit more to us, it's not a big psychological white doctor's office. You're sitting on a couch and you're chatting with a friend, right? Like this is easy, mm -hmm. nice and friendly, not scary therapy. Absolutely. And I know that you know, many people have different reservations, whatever that might be, if they're considering therapy, there might be some, you know, different levels of reasons why they may not feel comfortable. But yes, it is supposed to be a warm, comfortable, inviting environment where you get to meet with someone like me and collaborate on finding ways to improve your life. Before we run out of time on our, we're going to continue this on the podcast. So there'll be more information from Michelle here. But what it would be for our time on the air today, what is one thing like your favorite thing to really help people with that, again, that you've seen the need with here? I would say journaling is a big one because when I'm providing therapy, I only get one hour typically with someone. Sometimes it's, you know, once a month, sometimes it's every week, but one hour isn't a lot of time. So I encourage people to journal in between sessions because it can be so insightful to getting to know yourself better. Life is so busy too, so it's hard to, you know, find time to slow down and really think about what's going on in your life. And journaling is such a great way to get to know yourself better. 
So that's one thing I like to do. And then I usually find some things for people to read if that's what they like to do because the time with me is limited and I'm hoping they can do some things on their own as well and helping them really with ways to relax, ways to calm themselves is calm themselves is really important for me. Good. And I like what you just said too about the people have to participate. There's a little homework because you're teaching them to deal with these things on their own. And I would guess like some people out there are thinking, I'm journaling, I can't write, I can't even spell my name. I would guess it's not like a college thesis. You don't have to be writing war and peace, right? Like Mm -hmm. if you want to write four words, that's okay. It's just the act of doing it and getting into a habit. Yeah, exactly. And with my clients, I really want them to choose what they want to do. So if journaling's not for them, that's not going to be pushed. So some exploration on what's going to work for them, because I truly believe that people have within them the answers. So my job as a therapist is to explore what they already know about themselves and, you know, guide them in the right direction of, like I keep saying, improve their life. Good. And I think that's a great place to stop us for our online portion, but we are going to continue this a little bit. So there'll be the podcast. You guys can listen to the rest of our conversation. But I want to thank Michelle Gleason, again, licensed clinical social worker. She practices out of the Center for Wellbeing right here on 6th Street. If anybody is interested in contacting the center, we're going to have the link up on our website with this podcast. So you'll be able to contact them directly. And even if you're just looking for just a little help, just a little stress reduction doesn't have to be anything super duper crazy, just a little bit of something. Or if you have a little bigger problems, they can dig into that too with you. So thank you so much, Michelle, for coming in and seeing us today. Thank you, Cindy. It's great. Great. And again, thank you to North Star for sponsoring us. And we will see you guys again next Wednesday. All right. And we are back with Michelle. We're going to talk just a little bit more about social work. She's out of the Center for Wellbeing over on 6th Street. There's numerous practitioners, not just you. You are not the only one there. So if Michelle is busy or booked up, there are others you can see. Tell us a little bit about the center itself. Like, is everybody like you, clinical social work, or are there different areas? There are different areas. We have licensed practical counselors, licensed clinical social workers, and marriage and family counselors as well. Oh, good. Um, And then some specifically for substance use as well. Okay. And you had mentioned that you maybe see somebody once a month. Is there a set protocol or is it all based on you? Whatever you're coming there for, you guys work it out together and make your schedule. So I typically make a recommendation once I meet with a person, whether I want to see them weekly or every other week, monthly, obviously the client then would have to agree to that. So a little collaboration of deciding upon the frequency. Sure. Is there... Any insurance and payment options? Does the center take insurance? Is this something covered or is this all out of pocket? The center takes most major insurances and we serve a variety of clients with different insurances. So typically people will call and we can see if we do cover that insurance. Online there's information too that people could look at to see if their insurance provider is covered through us. Okay, very good. And that's another thing that I've found, you know, trying to get people to areas that aren't necessarily traditional medicine or traditional areas. And it's good because I knew that the center was over there, but I didn't realize what it was. I see the building, I drive by it all the time, and I don't know if I've ever read the sign. Mm -hmm. So right here in our backyard in Wausau on 6th Street. And then you said there's other locations. Where else in the listening area? We have a broad listening area. So if somebody is in a different municipality. Yeah. So there is a location in Merrill and Weston on Camp Phillips. 
There's also a site out there. And many of our community organizations, businesses that do this kind of work are pretty full. Just want to put that out there because I know it can be frustrating trying to see a provider and you can't get in right away. So the Center for Wellbeing, we do have a waiting list, you know, and we try to work through them quickly, but it's a community-wide issue. Yeah. And you can't get started if you don't get on the list. So if you're thinking about it, just call and get your name on the list, right? Because the first time you're going to have a consultation anyways. Mm -hmm. So if things change in the meantime, good for you if you don't need the services anymore. But if you're still in the same area, you should call, make your appointment, get on the books, and then go from there. Yeah, and just like you said, it doesn't have to be a catastrophe to see a therapist. People come for all different reasons, but really can be helpful just to talk with someone that's unbiased and talk through stressors. Maybe it's something at work or a relationship issue, and therapists are trained to help manage those stressors, develop coping skills that will hopefully help your life go more smoothly. That's what I like the concept of that because, again, it doesn't have to be a big earth-shattering event. Maybe you're just having some bad couple months at work. Maybe it's a new job or an old job and you're feeling like you're losing it and just sitting down talking to somebody to tell you, no, you're not. This is common. And here, if you do this, that can help. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's life-changing, as simple as it is. Mm-hmm. So that's very important. Yeah. How often do you personally see people? Like, I know you do something else in your day job. You kind of got a couple hats you wear. Mm-hmm. So I know this is more of a part-time thing for you, but how often do you see patients? Each week, I only have a small handful of patients because just like you said, I this is kind of part-time that I practice and I'll call them clients. I don't really call them patients. I, I wasn't sure how to yeah, call, so I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's all right. Some therapists choose to use that terminology, you know, words. We could debate about verbiage over everything for a while. (laughs) Um, But I often say clients, and so I just do part-time. Okay. So in the time between somebody needing to get a hold of you now, and maybe that we have a little tip, somebody listening right now is on the fence, doesn't, you know, kind of wants to talk to somebody, doesn't think they maybe have enough time or to do so. You talked a little bit in the first part here, but what's a couple, just a couple real fun, quick tips to wrap us up today. You'd mentioned music. We could talk that a little bit journaling, maybe just hit that again. And then maybe one more thing that people could do while they're waiting to see somebody or maybe just to kind of help themselves without maybe seeing you. Mm -hmm. So I think a little check-in each day is really helpful, whether it's just a minute, you can do it anywhere, but it's stopping really what you're doing because we're doing 30 things in a day. So it's stopping everything that you're doing and paying attention to yourself. So in therapy, we do a lot of breath work. So if someone could take just even a minute to focus on your breathing and your breath and try to tune out all the things going on in the world, just kind of check in with yourself and kind of acknowledge what are you feeling, what are you thinking, and letting that flow. But taking some time to slow down and do that and check in with yourself can really be helpful. And it's so simple, but yet very, do it, who's listening. <laughs> just do it once and you'll you'll feel it. It's kind of neat. And even, I'm going to call it music therapy, you know, like... My husband listens to really angry music to calm down. <laughs> and I'm like, shut it down. It's making me angry. But everybody's got their own thing, right? So if you need to jam some ACDC to make yourself feel better or you want to go have a cry with Adele, do that, right? Yeah, like you're saying, it's so unique to each individual. What's going to make you feel better in a day? I mean, that's why slowing down really helps because then you can take some time to get to know yourself. What's going to help me each day feel a little bit calmer, a little bit more at peace because life is so busy anxiety, you know, we all have it, but you know, to different extents. So taking a few minutes each day to find some calm is really important. Nice. And do you, since it's something that you normally recommend or, you know, offer, you don't have to do it, but if somebody is thinking and say they call and it's going to be a little while to get to you, maybe start journaling now, right? Like right today, you have a notebook on your desk, just 
Write a little poem, write a sentence, write a story, whatever you feel like, right? Yeah, you bet. And there's free apps these days. So if you like getting on your phone, there's some free apps for mindfulness. So if, you know, I said take a minute each day if you want something a little more guided. There's apps out there, many of them that will help. You don't have to call it formally meditate, but, you know, a form of meditation it could be, mindfulness, just kind of like we talked about calming yourself down. There's some free apps. Journaling is also great. Awesome. All right. Well, I think that's a good place to stop us for today. Michelle has many things we can talk about, so we'll have her back again sometime here and discuss another, maybe some substance abuse or something else and kind of get in a little bit deeper topics. If anybody needs to get a hold of Michelle or is looking for someone like Michelle, the Center for Wellbeing over on 6th Street, give them a call, get on the website. There is a waiting list, so get on there as soon as you can and do a couple of these things beforehand, and maybe by the time you get there... You'll be in a way better way than you were before. So that's the object, right, is to be well. All right. Thank you so much, Michelle Gleason, for visiting us today. And thank you to North Star Restorations for sponsoring us and making the show possible. And we will see you next Wednesday. Sounds great. Thanks, Cindy. Great. Thanks, Michelle.